Germany, 377 medals. Norway, 329 medals. Russia, 314 medals. These are the countries at the summit of Winter Olympic success. This show is not about those countries. This show is about the little guys. The underdogs. The athletes with a pocket full of dreams and everything to prove. This is Medallica, colon, minnows versus the world, colon, cul-de-sac to Korea. Mesdames et messieurs, je m'appelle Gus. Voulez-vous porter candidat à l'hymne national de la Nouvelle-Zélande? Ladies and gentlemen, please stand for the national anthem of New Zealand. Welcome to Medallica, Colin Meadows versus the world. Colin Cullisack to Korea. Yes. Holy shit. Yes. People of New Zealand, get excited. Get world, around it. World of Minnows, get excited because it has been one hell of a day for the nation of New Zealand. Hell yeah. First Olympic winter medal in 26 years. Fucking get around Holy that. shit. Unfortunately, it wasn't our uh, favourite son, Peter Michael. However, no. two 16-year-olds yeah. got New Zealand out of their funk. They won two bronze medals. This is their greatest Winter Olympic Games ever. Yep. As of today, and a one-hour, 75-minute stretch of freezing, tundra-laden horribleness. <laughs> Competition-wise, they fucking smoked it. It was the best. And so they've they've broken their bronze duck. Oh yeah, which is amazing. Yeah, they've never won a bronze. Yeah, never won a bronze, and that's a thing. Yeah, they've got two now. Yeah, they're brimming with bronze. Shit, yeah, too much bronze. It's the best, but it still means that they remain within our minnow medals because they've never won a gold. Exactly. Still, so we love the fact that they have won bronze medals. Yeah. No, we're right into it, and we actually were. Uh, we have inside word from uh, the New Zealand camp. Uh, that they deliberately pulled um, the the punches a little at the end of each of the mm. of the women's big air and the men's freestyle skiing half pipe, because, so they could yeah. win the minnow medal tally. Because it's all about gallium. Absolutely, it's all about gallium. They are gaga for gallium. Fuck We've yeah. said it once, <laughs> say it a million times. <laughs> so let's name names: Nico Porteous, yes, bronze freestyle ski half pipe. He is the youngest. New Zealand uh, medalist ever. There's only three of them. Yeah. <laughs> so that is I. He's 16. So, Nico, when you hear this, because I know Pete is basically distributing this podcast like disco candy in a rave. <laughs> when you hear this, it does not matter how you get your hands on alcohol tonight. Just do it. <laughs> Don't think. Just do. You earned it, son. Yeah, boy. Get into that soju. It costs three bucks. Oh, yeah. And it is an absolute night wrecker, <laughs> as we found out last night. <laughs> kind of the wallet, horrible to the liver. Yeah. So the other uh, New Zealand medalist, Zoe sadowski Sinot in the snowboard big air. Don't, Hor- don't they just love hyphens down oh, in New Zealand? It's great. Carlos Garcia Knight. Zoe sadowski Sinot. Yep, she uh, she pulled out a 92 in the snowboard big air, which is the giant ramp with a giant jump. Uh, she is a badass beyond our years and is also 16. Yeah. 
The two of them need to make sure that they paint the town red tonight. They were born when Bradbury won his medal. Absolutely. How good's that? Wow. They pro- I can tell you what. Lots of good things were born in 2002. I can only think of those two people right now, but I'm sure others will come to light as history emerges. <laughs> so, moving on, uh, New Zealand, still still news uh, from the highest of highs to the lowest of lows. Yeah. it's. I mean, it's really tough. When you think about the mathematical possibilities, we mentioned it on, on the cast yesterday, New Zealand men's team pursuit in the, in the speed skating, including the mullet lord, the moulet lord, yeah. Peter Michael... Uh, so him and, and, and the boys, Rayon and Shane. Shane, um, they were one of four teams. Three of those teams were going to get a medal guaranteed. And unfortunately they got pipped by the Koreans in their semifinal, uh, put them into the final B and they had to race off against the Dutch. Oh, who, uh, it's never good. It's never, it's good never a good thing. And the, the Dutch, the Dutch came to, came to play. They obviously were pissed off that Norway beat them. In the semi-final, and they just went really hard. They these times were unforgiving. They like, were ridiculous. So to give you an idea, three minutes forty in the uh, in the team pursuit is fucking lightning. Mm. The Dutch pulled out a three thirty-eight, and the Kiwis, I think the PB was was three forty or three thirty-nine point eight. Yeah, it's I just th- that's unattainably fast. Yeah, it was it was super super quick, um, and and the boys unfortunately um, came off second best, but that's, that's a guaranteed a gallium, gallium medal, absolutely. And you know what else is guaranteed? That at uh, four a.m. while preparing for breakfast radio slash a number of sojus under my belt, I jumped onto our Instagram and started commenting on Dutch speed skating posts. Oh shit. <laughs> Uh, this one says bronze, the Netherlands, and then a bunch of other shit. And it's just a picture of Sven Kramer. And I just said, you guys are the fucking ultimate dream crushers. Thumbs down. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm receiving a lot of weird Dutch shit back. (laughs) (laughs) I'm I'm going to run that shit through Google Google Translate. Translate. Yeah. So look, Pete, we are going to bat for you. Um, we agree. It's horse shit, but yeah, mate, you're a, you're a gallium, a, Two times Gallium medal winner, a dual Gallium medal winner, if you will, yep. Um, yep. and you're a hero in our eyes. Still, you are, still, and got, still the got the mass start. start. Still got the mass start, uh, which he's got coming up um, in, is it tonight, tomorrow? Uh, Saturday, I think. Saturday. Great. So, so, day after? I really shotgun sprayed that. That's fantastic. So, still on New Zealand. Fuck, it's been a big day. It's been enormous. Carlos Garcia Knight. Absolutely bashed his way into the big air final. He qualified first. Yeah, like I think it was 97.5. God damn. Yeah, that is as close to perfection as you as you pretty much get, unless you get a higher score than that. Yeah, absolutely. That is technically very that's, true. That's, <laughs> I don't know how I could express that, 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 that any, any, any more correctly. Yeah. Well, he's going to need a high score to win. Yeah, thanks for that. Perfect. Thanks, Mark <laughs> Taylor. <laughs> uh, so where he's going to go, that's also Saturday, I'm pretty sure. Uh, yeah, actually, I think it is. I think Saturday is uh, his last one. roll of the dice, yeah. last chance saloon uh, for the for the Kiwis to come away with a goal. But it does not matter because regardless of what happens from here, the Kiwis have had their biggest Olympics ever, yep. Winter Olympics, sorry, uh, and wow, they will be on absolute cloud nine. Yeah, 100%. And moving on to other minnows because it can't all be New Zealand. Sorry, guys. We love what you're about. 
but we have other news to cover. We, we must we must stay as impartial as possible when it comes to minnows. Yeah, exactly. And speaking of other minnows, short track tonight, we've got two Hungarians in there uh, and a Latvian in the 500-metre men's uh, speed skating. And then we've got a Hungarian in a 1,000-metre women's. So, yeah, boom. So the Hungarians, uh, they're guaranteed gallium in the women's. And yeah, there we go. They've got, what, two out of three chance of taking them out in the uh, in the men's 500. Fantastic. Fuck, that... The Hungarians might stand to roll as well. The Latvians might end up in third. Well, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, the Hungarians are, are, are right up there, and we'll get into that a bit more when we get to the minnow medals. But uh, big news again. Huge. Peter. Taufer Tafua. We do not fuck around. When we no. say we're going to get an interview, we an exclusive interview, then we will half the time get it. Yeah. Uh, but that 50% is 24 carats. Is t- kisses fingers like, like a, a chef. chef. Yeah. Yeah, so uh, after having uh, some of the the best worst WhatsApp bands um, with Peter, which they were when they were fire, my God, it was molten lava. Yeah, when they were not, it was like a bizarre Abbott and Costello sketch <laughs> with him asking it, it, things it was, like, "It was as Do cold as snowboard." <laughs> us going, "Yeah, we've heard of them. We're aware of their existence. Why do you ask?" End like transmission. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sometimes it could be colder than the Korean tundra. Yeah, absolutely. So we spoke to Peter, and we played our favourite segment, Meddling Meddling with with Peter Peter Taffetafua. All right, Peter, first question. Would you rather be transported 500 years into the future or 500 years into the past? Uh, 500 years into the past. Ah, nice. Any any, any reasoning behind that, mate? Because in 500 years into the future, um, I... I, I won't know any of my family. At least going in the past, I'll have like ancestors and stuff to chill with. Nice. This is a legit answer. Yeah. E- everyone said future so far. Yeah. I, 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 <laughs> they're talking about lasers, <laughs> lasers and stuff. Hover skis, no more roller skis. Oh, oh no. <laughs> yeah. Gl- uh, global uh, climate change and nowhere to use them on. Yeah, yeah. correct. Yeah, <laughs> correct. Thinking about the practical things. Uh, so, would you rather live with someone who plays really loud music all night? Or someone who never washes the dishes? Well, you know what? Probably never washes the dishes. Yeah. Just the the music you need to sleep, even though you're only on three hours, you're looking forward to no. getting back to normal? Well, I've got I've got this strange thing. Um, my my ears are very sensitive to uh, to, to loud music, and, um, and I can always buy a dishwasher. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. No one said, <laughs> no one said that. Yeah. <laughs> These guys aren't thinking. They're just athletes. Uh, 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 Classic future president of the ISC. All right, mate. Would you rather fight a duck-sized horse or a horse-sized duck? Uh, A horse-sized duck. That is a big duck. That's a huge duck, Peter. Yeah, but that's a lot of um, that's a lot of like stir fried duck after as well. <laughs> wow! I mean, can't, yeah. Otherwise, it's uh, you know, yeah, small plate of, st- of horses. Small plate of horse. <laughs> that didn't sound right. Did it? <laughs> All right, the world has run out of coconut oil. Would you rather mm. slather up the rig with lube or sugar syrup? Oh, I'd have to go the lube. Yeah, yeah, fair. Yeah, that's fair. We would do the same. We would do the same, and we, we threw sugar syrup in there. But I think you, I think you nailed this because you were like, "Well, animals might come 
Yeah. You know? Yeah, correct. Yeah. yeah <laughs> no, come, no, no. Eat, come eat. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> right. Would you rather do a Winter Olympic sport and hit a tree once or do a Summer Olympic sport and get kicked in the head repeatedly? Well, I've already been kicked in the head repeatedly at a Summer Olympics, so I think it's time for something new. Maybe I'll hit a tree. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. Uh, I, still got, I, still have, I still got to get that guy back for that, by the way. For, for, the, out there. for the quote? No, for kicking me in the head how many times in front of me. <laughs> Hero re- was shaking his hand. Oh, that'd be, that'd be amazing if you do become president of the IOC. And then that's your whole platform. Invite him over and then raise your hand out to shake. And then when he does it, take it away from him and put it through your hair. (laughs) (laughs) Go for the high five and the high five the person behind him. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. Yeah, perfect. It's, I mean, that, that was much more docile than what we thought, which would be invite him over, then just kick him repeatedly in the head. (laughs) (laughs) Well, if that happens, then, uh, you know, karma will be even. (laughs) Yeah, fair. Fair. (laughs) All right. Uh, Would you rather eat poo that tastes like chocolate or chocolate that tastes like poo? Oh, chocolate. Chocolate that tastes like poo. Now, that's an interesting one. Yeah, that's... This this is the one that divides people more than any other. Because you you understand that, yes, it looks like chocolate, but it tastes... Like, like poo. poo. Yeah, but the taste is, the thing is that taste is temporary. Whatever's inside it is going to stay in my body. Taste is temporary. Classic champion. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> taste is, taste is temporary. Poo is permanent. No, nah, it becomes part of you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That is the circle of life. Right. Uh, okay, and, Simba. Yeah. <laughs> yes. all, right, all right, finally. Peter, would you, ra- would you rather try to strangle a dog with your bare hands or strangle a bear with your dog hands? I would rather strangle a bear with your dog hands. <laughs> <laughs> with my with, dog with hands? With Riggs' dog hands. <laughs> he's, he's changed the paradigm. <laughs> yes. That's like he's, a multi, he's done me in. multi-level joke. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Perfect. Because I'm, I'm an absolute dog for asking him the question. <laughs> You know, the, the second I say that I'm strangling a dog, there goes all my credibility with oh. uh, everybody. <laughs> yeah, totally. That's not good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, 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 no one's picked the dog one yet. No, absolutely uh, nobody. They, they thought it through. Yeah, mate. Guys, I've got to head off, hey? I've got a, um, I've got time to get to. <laughs> mate, that, that, that is the best sentence I've ever heard. I wish I could say it, but I know it's never going to happen for me. But, mate, you there's, bet you, there's still time. Yeah. <laughs> always oh, believing in me. Oh, he's always nailing it. He's yeah. always on this guy. He is, he is. Mate, you're a star. Thanks so much. Um, it is quite, as Gus was saying, it, it's quite a quite a moment um, having to, well, come speaking to you after following you for so long. So, mate, just want to thank you so much for, for putting your time aside for us. Uh, thank you guys for having me. Much appreciated. No worries, mate. Good luck with time. <laughs> See you guys. See ya. Bye. See you, mate. Bye. Yeah, sucked mm. in Time Magazine. Yeah. We, we got all the best parts of Peter. You're just going to have a husk. Early bird gets the rig. <laughs> they, it, it was so nice of him to, to squeeze Time Magazine in. Yeah, I mean, look, it's, uh, they're good kids. Yeah. They deserve a I break feel, now I feel like then. I feel like they're going places. Yeah, got absolutely. A lot of, got a lot of spunk. Watch this space, Time Magazine. I hope we pronounced that correctly. <laughs> we'll, we'll check it in post. <laughs> so... 
Minnow medals. Yeah, boy. Oh, wow. It's such a big day for New Zealand. So huge. They've rocketed up to the top. Yes. And put Latvia into second, which Latvia probably really loved. They're all about <laughs> it. They're all about second place. La- Latvia were just sitting up in the penthouse waiting for waiting. someone to knock on the door and evict them. That was it. And they were just like, okay, that's cool. We'll just stand to the side here. We're used to it. New Zealand come in, Latvia's already got their bags packed, yep. they leave without saying a word. <laughs> exactly right. New Zealand, 11 gallium. Bang! They took a 1-2-3 in the, the men's halfpipe. Yep. Ski, uh, yeah, ski yep, halfpipe. Ski halfpipe. Uh, took a 1-2-3, which is the Wells Brothers uh, and Nico. Yep. So they've got 11 gallium, they have 6 steel and 4 brass for a total of 21 medals. Latvia just behind with uh, 10 gallium, 11 uh, steel and five brass for 26 medals. And Hungary. Hungary's shot up to third. Five gallium, two steel, one brass, eight medals. Yeah, okay. On second thoughts, Hungary are probably not going to catch the Kiwis. Look, they won't. It's it's a very big drop-off yeah. from, from second to third. Uh, I don't think there's a whole lot of Hungarians left in the field. No, it's, uh, they're mostly on, speed up on the, skaters. Up on the mountain. Yeah, exactly. And that's where most of their medals have come from, speed skating. So... Uh, that's it. Denmark was actually a big mover as yes. well. Um, much even, even much to New the Zealand delight of Christopher Birch. He's, yeah. a, he's already uh, been writing feverish letters to the Danish <laughs> Olympic Committee, which mostly start and end with the minnow medal tally needs to become our actual medal tally. Yeah, well, they've, well, they should if they make moves like they did last night, which they rocketed from the mid-teens up to eighth spot. Yeah, thanks to, thanks to curling, the Danes took out a gallium in men's and a gallium in women's. Yes. So... It's time for our segment called Career Advisors. Mm. It's where we put everything that doesn't fit into our other nice boxes, which is most of the content for the show. Yeah. Great. Career Advisors. It's our broad stroke cultural segment. It's it's the podcast equivalent of packing boxes to move. Just put everything (laughs) everything in those big ass Kennards boxes, mix it all up and just get it out of the room. Good. So we're going to lead off with uh, something that it proved to us that Running a People's Republic was always going to have its ups and its downs. Yep. And the downs are that we've discovered that the people are just the worst. They're fucked. They, when, you, when you put something to the public, and we should have seen this coming. After I, I, the whole fairy McFerry face, facing, all that shit. Yeah, like if you give people the option to troll you. They're going to run with it. Oh, so hard. Anyway, we hit uh, we hit ten thousand Facebook likes the other day, and effectively put it to our followers. We'll we'll do a drinks challenge. Yeah, what shot or spirit or cocktail would you like us to do to celebrate this? And we'll send a send a video over. We're like good, clean fun. Yeah, God, it got ranker than rank. Yeah, almost it, immediately, it got real dark because people stopped thinking about the actual substance, i.e. the shot or the cocktail, and started zoning in on the methods of taking these shots and stuff like that because, fuck, it got weird. Yeah. And what we ended up doing, well, what we didn't end up doing, but what was very, it was going to be very realistic, and we were just like, oh, no, was a tequila suicide, which for the uninitiated is where you, you do a tequila shot except you snort the salt you take the shot of tequila and then you squeeze lime into your eyes, and that's the worst. That was fucked. And that I was, was going to be far and away the worst option, especially oh, yeah. because you started like Google MDing it and basically came out just of the, freaking myself out. <laughs> came back from the cafe and looked like you just just seen uh, a Korean a, a water Korean, ghost. Korean ghost telling me that 
lime juice has a pH of 2.5 and we were never going to see again, yeah. <laughs> which was not a good way to enter the hotel room. No, no, no. So, But what did win was oh. something that we, as friends, like we passed a barrier, I think. Yeah, we've been sharing a hotel room for two weeks, but this was this was another level. Like yeah. our professional relationship... And our is forever marred. Is, is, is this is one of those uh, those asterisk events? Yeah, like, you know how people go. Oh, uh, Hungary didn't compete in the Olympics from thirty nine to forty five. Asterisk. Asterisk. Mm. War. This this is this is our PTSD moment. Yeah, one hundred percent. Because what we ended up doing, and what the people decided to vote on, was body shots off each other. Oh yeah. Oh, uh, and if you. We have faces for radio, and we now, oh, yeah. as a result of this trip, have bodies for We're... radio. <laughs> and uh, I'm in, I'm incredibly hairy. Um, that that is even those words are, are an, an understatement. understatement. Yeah, it's it's just it's double sided shag carpet. Yeah, I mean that that isn't that isn't that relevant. It's more just one of those things of. We went and found a bar. We were hanging out with uh, some American, Canadian, and Aussie friends of ours that um, we met a couple of days ago. And we went, we've got to get this thing done. Went and found basically an abandoned cocktail bar. Yeah. It, it looked like the sort of thing that is used as a back set uh, for a zombie apocalypse movie. <laughs> <laughs> then push some tables together, lay down. Almost broke them. Yeah, pretty much snapped these tables. Rig went and bought shots and came back with fucking Jaeger. Which is the stickiest, stickiest shot imaginable. Oh, man, I don't know what sort of brain snap you had at the bar of it. <laughs> and and when when you're trying to figure out how to balance a shot glass on uh on your chest as a bloke, and it's already tough enough that you're going, Great, well this is all on film. Yeah. Uh can't tense my abs because yeah. they don't exist. Yeah. It's impossible to use something that has that has absolutely no existence. You, you, you can't breathe. No. You have to suspend your pulse. It's, you it, have to you like... Beca- it's basically becoming a rock you, you for beca- 60 seconds. You become a corpse. Yeah. yeah. And you're just trying to balance the shot glasses on each other and then take the shot glass... No hands. No hands in your mouth. We did have a few people who were coming at us and being like... That's not what a body shot is. This is what a body shot is. But we've got fucking news for you because one Paul Trajawi, who actually suggested the body shots to begin with. Yep, he also suggested the method. He suggested shot glass in one of his comments and we just took that and ran with it. Yeah, we were just like, you fucking idiot, we've got you. We're we're a show of the people and we gave the people exactly what they asked for. Yep. What one bloke asked for. What one bloke asked for because... In reality, body shots offered dude is meant to be like the whole licking the licking the salt off the the shoulder or the area where the shoulder meets the neck. Yeah, and then the blade. yeah, and then like taking the the actual tequila, which is like in the belly button. We just, then, we couldn't figure out then, how logistically then, that was going to work. Yeah, and then take the the piece of lemon from the other person's mouth, and I'm just like, well, oh, the, no. we're willing to do a lot of things, but I think that was where uh, where the line for us was. But at the same time, it we we couldn't logistically do uh, it out of belly buttons because yeah. Rig's belly button 
is like a deep well. There are children <laughs> that have been lost for many years, and they and their parents Lynch just children just needed to look inside Rig's belly button <laughs> to find them. Whereas mine is some kind of forest. Yours looks like the Sarlacc from Star Wars, <laughs> except it's all hair. Yeah, absolutely. So that was never really going to work. So we got that done. We got that done. If you want to see the video, it's up on our Facebook. We don't know why you would. No, we have a feeling that similar to all of our attempts to post Olympic footage being banned by Facebook, it's only a matter of time before this is for gratuitous nudity. Someone's going to flag it. We're going to get reported. (laughs) Please do. If you get on there, flag the shit out of it. I, I I got an email from my mum this morning. Oh, no. And just goes... Thank God you didn't do tequila suicide. Also, that was gross. Yeah, good. You're, you're Thanks, Mum. <laughs> glad, glad that your mum and uh, my dad are effectively typing emails like teenagers. Yeah. Gross. <laughs> gross, son. <laughs> cry cry laughing, uh, cry upside laugh. down face emoji. Cry laugh, sunglass emoji, sunglass emoji. <laughs> yeah, love it. So, uh, on, to, on to our next point. Nitro coffee. Okay. So, Rick has been talking this up since we got here. Okay. So nitro coffee is this thing um, that, that, that I kind of... I think we do have it back home, but the first time I had it was in Hong Kong when I was there uh, at the start of the year. It basically is... It's meant to be nitrogenized coffee that comes out of a tap, um, a special sort of tap, like, like a beer would, um, and it pours... like the, the nitrogenized nature of it makes it kind of creamy, and it kind of... It's like pouring a Guinness. So you yeah, pour right. it into like a glass and then there's that whole sort of like sediment thing where you like wait for it um, and it's delicious, right? All of these places around us have been like nitro coffee and I'm like, fucking great. I'm going to get Gus around nitro coffee. We went into this one place, Adia Coffee, never go there because it sucks. Yeah, not good. It's a and chain. there's a big decal on the window that's just like real nitro coffee, three bucks 90 in our terms. And we're like, great. So we go in there and I'm like, two nitro coffees. And she's like, great. The one with the ice, I'm like, fucking nitro coffee. Nitro coffee. She's like, okay, nitro coffee with the ice. What? I don't know what that means, but fine. What we found was that it was like a coffee hack. It was not, as the decal said, real nitro coffee. There was no fucking tap. It was like fucking cold brew with ice in it. And then they'd had like a nitro canister that kind of dispenses cream and shit. And just like sprayed it in and just kind of mixed it up with a straw. And I'm like, I looked at Gus and he just gave me this look like, you fucking suck. This is the worst. Yeah. I mean, thanks for listening to the latest episode of That's What Really Grinds My Gears with Rig. Because yeah. because he was on tilt in a in a pretty big way after we, after we got these things. Um, I was I, really apologetic I, to you as well. Yeah, I was... Uh, I got over it really quickly because watching I, you fume was way more amusing. Like, that that outweighed uh, how shit the fucking coffee that you just bought. Because also, I didn't pay for it. And I also felt like you just kept saying stuff like, it's okay, I guess. And you just, like, kept throwing, like, <laughs> doubt into my brain. I'm like, fuck. Anyway, so, never have nitro coffee in Korea. They are... Go to Hong Kong for it. They are selling you a dummy. Yeah, get on a plane for a for a coffee. I still don't think that it's what it's going to be cracked up to be. Oh, I hate you. But you, uh, you love yourself a stout. Uh... Korean karaoke. A lot of people, like, if you think about K-pop and you think about uh, about karaoke, there's heaps and heaps and heaps of Korean karaoke bars in yep. Sydney, yep, in Melbourne, in mm-hmm. Brisbane. Like, they're, they're all over Australia. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In Australia, 
you go there at the end of your night. You are fucking munted. You are belted sideways. Yeah. You go there, you buy an overpriced bottle of spirits, and then you sing your ass off in a fucking room. And, and then in the, and morning, then in the morning, when you're you... hungover, you look at fucking horrible videos where you are wailing yeah. like a banshee. Absolutely. Or you go to a pub and you do karaoke in, in, front, a, of in front of people. Yeah. Also getting belted. Yes. Yes. All of these involve drinking. In Korea, karaoke is kind of like uh, the same way that people would go to footy training. Yeah. Like it's a pastime or, or go to the movies. Like people yeah, yeah, don't. Yeah go to karaoke in Korea to drink. No. They go to sing. Yeah. Which is mind-fucking. Which is weird, because if you've set up this business for people to go into a room and sing, and then people come just to sing, I mean, that's fucked. Yeah, especially because about 95% of the population are balls at singing. Yeah. Cannot sing. Which is the ho- which is where drinking comes into it. Exactly. Because the whole point is to back numb, home, numb the, the yeah. horribleness. And like just, you know, delete those inhibitions in your mind and Definitely. just be like, fuck yeah, I'm going to sing. Yeah. I, I absolutely have the range to pull off this Whitney Houston song. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we've, uh, we've ended up at karaoke last night. Um, it was pretty bizarre. Yeah. We've somehow snuck soju in, but... Yeah. Soju is a really, really dangerous spirit. It's fucking volatile. It's 17%. And we, it's, we, we said on an earlier cast it was like 11. Yeah. Nah. Yeah. 17.5%. So you're drinking it out of this, you know, 450ml bottle, 500ml bottle. And everyone has their own bottle. And everyone has their own bottle. So everyone's effectively got their own bottle of wine. Yeah. And you're just like... And people are punching them out and of they're, straws they're, and they're, shit. Yeah, they're just like, yeah, doing straw pedos and stuff. And we are just... Fuck I'd. Yeah. Because it's just it's it's too hard. Yeah, yeah. It was not I, I like I get now why they say no drinking. Yeah. Because Koreans have no like there's no, no chill. There's no chill. <laughs> it, it just goes from zero to a million Ks an hour. Yeah. Anyway, so we've gone and uh gone and sunk this thing. Because we're so belted, it's ended up in a scenario where uh and and they also pump music Everywhere, like they're pumping in the corridor, they pump it out the front of the uh, of the venues, and they do this everywhere. Yeah, it's advertising. They, they they put speakers on the street. Yeah, that just play bangers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you're amped from the moment you walk in to the moment you leave. Yeah. Um, and I thought it was very important that we leave uh, the club uh, with a little bit of rigor stand. So we probably may have burnt through about sixty five stickers, <laughs> just just uh, emblazoning. You put it all, on all these lockers, right? Yeah, yeah. It's important. Yeah, that's that's our viral marketing plan. Yeah, because then they they so I don't know whether this is the case with every Korean karaoke, but you have to take your shoes off and you put them in a locker, so everyone's just rolling around on this parquet floor with socks on. Well, that was fine until one of the girls that we were with last night vomited everywhere. Yeah, and that then all of a sudden the only way that you found out was because I you were like, ah. What's wet? And my, okay, these socks are dead. <laughs> yeah, these socks are dead. I, I just left the socks in the room. Oh, gross. Anyway, we were, uh, this Korean, uh, karaoke place was in Hongdae. Went to Hongdae for the first time. Yep. It's a bit of a weird area, but it's, it's very notorious for a lot of different reasons. It's called like the student section of, of Seoul. A lot of young people are there. Neon lights. Um, neon lights. It's, it's King's Cross circa yep. kind of 2010 it's, sort of thing. It's, yeah. It's, it is. It's basically your, era of working in the cross. Yeah, pretty much. There's like piano like, room, trademark, yeah, there's a whole bunch goldfish. Of, all you can hear are bangers, yeah. like f- 
despite the weather, people are wearing nothing. Yeah. Like, but the only thing about Hongdae is that, and, and we heard this from, from a bartender that we met earlier on in our trip. She said discrimination is legal. So discrimination is, is, is quite, le- is quite legal in, in, in Korea, which is kind of just a way of life for them, but is super weird for us. It's very, very strange. Um, but, a lot of places in Hongdae can actually restrict foreigners from coming in. So yeah. they they so can they, they can make up bullshit rules. Yeah, but it's not the whole. It's not bullshit ro- rules like we know them, where they're like, "Sorry, chief, wrong shoes." Wrong shoes. But it's it's literally just like, "No foreigners, keep walking." Yeah, and you're like, "Ah." Uh. Uh. Or or they'll just or some of the other rules which we found out last night. We, we went to the front of a club, um, thing, and and the guy just goes. Yeah, you can come in. It's a minimum three dish order. So there are places that it's a make fucking you, club. It's a as club, well. and they're making you fucking eat food. Yeah. If I went to a club, no way. But if I went to Trademark in the Cross back in 2010 and, and ate, ought, f- ate food there, oh, I'd be, be like, "What the fuck?" You'd be fucking dead. But also, this the balls on these bouncers going, "Yeah, it's a uh, it's a three dish three dish minimum for foreigners," and we're like. Why do you want to kill us? Yeah, and why? What, why what, is your kitchen designed purely to eradicate us? Why is it a full set menu just to go and dance to Miley Cyrus? Yeah, absolutely. Like it seems like more trouble than it's worth. Like yeah. I, I think it's one of those ones where they've just gone. Yeah, it must be at least this high to ride, and it's always higher than the person. Yeah, but with this one, I don't think they've got a kitchen. I don't think anyone has ever gone, yeah, okay, I'll cop you a three-dish minimum. They walk in, and all of a sudden, the bartender's just making fucking jaffles. I just don't get why, like, why would they have a kitchen in the club anyway? It's like, do people literally go out, and they're just like, let's go for dinner and drinks. We can get it at the same place. Let's eat in the club. It's back It's back to the strip club paella argument. Oh, it it's totally like, is. You, ne- you never eat in, no. any, in any form of club. Yeah. You should never eat. Footy club... Strip Trip club, club yeah. nightclub, yeah. never eat. You should never eat. I remember a friend of mine telling me that he went to a, a notorious strip club back home in Sydney and literally, he just told me, he was like, yeah, went there at about 3 p.m. Oh, and God. ate a palmy off the runway. What? And I'm like, okay, what? We don't condone that, that sort of thing. Eating behavior. a palmy off, off the, the r- strip runway? Oh, Are you awful. fucking kidding? That's that's one of the worst things you've ever told me, and you've told me awful shit. Yeah, I mean that was disgusting. That's visceral. Yeah, that I can I can taste. How good that. how good can a strip club palmy be? How how bad are your standards? I uh, know that is like <laughs> at three p.m. on a fucking Wednesday. I don't reckon someone would have to pay me a lot of money to do that. I'm, ta- oh, yeah. I'm talking like a thousand dollars plus someone to eat ha- a palmy off a runway. Someone would have to put fifties in my undies. For me to do that. Oh, big time. Yeah. That's that's awful. We should well, I feel like we should almost name and shame that person. That's gross. Oh, yeah, no, I, I I can't. He'll never forgive me. Oh well, I'll tell you what. When when you're listening, Palmy Runway motherfucker, know that you've done bad and you should feel bad. I'd love I'd love if someone actually wrote on on the on the social media post that we do about this and just be like, Have you ever eaten at a strip club? And someone just responds like I had chow mein at a <laughs> <laughs> at a strip club uh, right off the runway. If anyone has anything worse than a palmy on a strip runway yeah. in terms of food they've eaten we'd in a l- weird-ass place, we'd love to hear it. Yeah, and by love, we, we mean we will detest hearing it, but we will absolutely <laughs> repeat it oh, on the cast. So good. Okay, so oh, here this, we go. This last bit. We, we are so about the minnows. 
<laughs> but we're also so defensive about the minnows as well. Like they're, our, it's like they're our children. I know. I've been we're, looking forward to this this particular point the whole cast because we have joined a bunch of social media groups around the Olympics, which are which are all full of uh, both. Fanatical fans and fanatical media. Yeah. Mostly from the US. Yeah, mostly from the US. So when the US wins, they'll write these posts being like, the US have won a gold, blah, blah, blah. Goes off half the post and then goes, Austria wins gold in the Alpine skiing and Denmark came second. And it's just, it's ridiculous. It's insane. So this, this bloke 19 hours ago has, uh, has written day 14, part two. Cross-country skiing ladies' team final. They've done it! Five exclamation marks. I don't believe it! Seven exclamation marks. The United States of America wins the gold medal! 17 exclamation marks. Silver goes to Sweden and bronze goes to Norway. Curling men's round-robin session. US news. Then it, then it actually says, freestyle skiing men's ski cross. USA not competing in this event. That's no, all it says. No yeah. other results. What the... Living shit. And we we jumped all over this bloke. <laughs> so I've responded with, can we get about 47,510% less USA news in these updates, please? <laughs> and this is in a media thread. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like NBC, uh, Channel 7, ABC News, um, the CBC from Canada, um, The Guardian, etc. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> then Riggers responded with, my favourite part was ice hockey men's quarterfinal one at Czech Republic knocks off USA 3-2 because I could tell you didn't like riding it. <laughs> the US aren't the only country in the Olympics. <laughs> oh, so good. So, this could have gone one of two ways, but it went in the best way possible. Yeah. We got an official note of apology. <laughs> this guy just wrote, I just wanted to make a note of apology I didn't realise some of you live outside the USA. It was never my intention to make your countries feel less important. From this point forward, I will be more neutral to everyone. Thanks. Seven exclamation marks. <laughs> was it time to stop trolling? No, absolutely, absolutely not. not. The response, great. Any update on the Rigistani athletes? <laughs> <laughs> so we look forward to broadcasters from around the planet yeah. trying to make fucking... Any sense yeah. of what is going on. The de- people are just just looking at this stuff and being like, what is happening? What shit. We've also been relentlessly posting minnow medal tallies. Yeah. <laughs> people are like, okay, here's what the tallies are. And then we're like, anyway, here's the minnow medal tally. And everyone's like, what is what, this? What is happening? <laughs> yeah. It's so, it's so fucking great. It's the best. And so we, <laughs> we are moving on from Career Advisors to Donut Spotlight. We were shedding a light. On countries that have never won a gold medal at these Olympics or any Winter Olympics, really. Mm. Gus, what do you got for us, bud? Mate, today's donut spotlight. Yeah. The great nation of Tonga. Nice. Yes. Nice. So, prior to the amazing exploits and very well-publicized rig of Peter Taufetafua, mm. there was one man, one Tongan legend, Sochi, 2014. Yes. A loser-born... Fuahi Semi. That's almost 1,000% wrong. I'm running with it. Okay. Because you'll find out that it doesn't really matter what his birth name was. Because it's not his name. Nope. He's a Tongan loser. He signed up to participate in the Winter Olympics uh, 2010. He was the, the first ever Tongan to participate. So, so Vancouver, not, not Sochi, sorry. Um, the... Thing about this was, Tongans require a lot of money 
um, to get to the to the, the Olympic Games. Like it's really expensive. They don't have national funding. They've yep. got to privately fund. Yeah. So he, as an enterprising young man of twenty one, a computer science student, he decided he would approach <laughs> a marketing firm. They then approached a German underwear brand called Bruno Banani and said, hey, do you want to change your name legally to Bruno Banani? So whenever the commentators say your name, they say Bruno Banani. And this Tongan said, fucking oath they do. <laughs> so he legally changes his name, enters this endorsement deal, and uh, it, because, it's, because it's a German lingerie brand, the German media are fascinated yeah. by, by this bloke. And in some incredibly strange twist of fate, the German media keep being like, what a coincidence. He is the same name as a Bruno Bernardo. <laughs> <laughs> so they don't put, put A and B together. They can't piece this puzzle. But the IOC, and they're having none of it. They're just like, what the actual fuck? There is no way. It's not the Olympic spirit, is it? So let me... Let me uh, drop a uh, name on you that you know very, very well. Yeah. Thomas Bach. Ah, uh, yeah. At the, I'll be Bach. At the time, Bach to the future, he was the vice president. And he said... And he was still fucking kicking ass and taking names back then, I bet. Absolutely. He said the name change was in bad taste and a perverse marketing idea. However, he confirmed that if Bruno Bernani qualified for the 2014 Olympics... And his passport did indeed bear the name Bruno Bernani. The IOC would be unable to prevent him from competing under that name. Subsequently, Semi had his name legally changed to Bruno Bernani oh, on his wow. passport. Oh wow! He's gone so far in. This is like He's one of too the, deep. This is like one He's of those too sleep, deep. These sleeper agents that a country just loses control. This of. is the departed. Mate. This is this is it's all happening. <laughs> it's, he's he's a dream within a dream within a dream. He's just gone <laughs> too way, many levels way, of inception. Way too deep. So he uh, he was the he qualified for the luge event in 2014 Winter Olympics. Became the first ever Tongan uh, scheduled to compete. He finished 32nd out of 39, um, and he paved the way for Tongans everywhere to start believing. Yeah, the next bloke before Peter. Peter was quite late to the Peter Taffeta Fool was quite late yeah, um, right. to this in the in the scheme in of the narrative. It. Yep. The next bloke from Tonga to step up and say, I'm gonna do this, is a guy whose last name you probably <laughs> won't have heard of because uh he blew his ACL out about four months before the start of the games. Yeah. But he's a guy called Kasita Skeen. Okay. Also incorrectly pronounced. Yeah. He's a 34-year-old Tongan British national who was all geared up to be the first alpine skier to represent Tonga. Yeah. And he's... You remember Jai Tarima from the 2000 Olympics, the long yeah. jumper who got yeah. silver? Yeah. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah, And he just torpedoed all of his endorsement deals because in his press conference after he won, won silver, he was like, they've gone, oh, what are you most looking forward to uh, doing after the games? And he's like having pizza and punching darts and it's like you could just see the cereal box endorsements flying out the fucking door like ghouls out of Ghostbusters. Yeah. So this guy uh, goes, until six months ago, I smoked, I drank way too much, I ate badly and I never exercised at all. 
that's the ring endorsement you want from a future Olympic athlete. Oh, yeah. So he basically, he goes all in. These guys are all fucking fanatical. <laughs> he quits his job in London. He moves to the Italian region of Trentino and dedicates his life to ski training in, wow. the, in the pursuit of getting to the Olympics. Yeah. And we're starting to see a theme here. Elizabeth Swaney, Peter Taufer-Defua, Cassidy Skeen, yeah. Bruno Banani. It's like yeah. all of these minnow uh, competitors yeah. go fucking all in. Yeah. They just say you the Olympics. You can't say... I mean, I know like all the media drums up the thing being like they came from nowhere, and blah, but they actually... It takes a lot. It takes a lot for you to stop punch, punching darts oh, yeah. and drinking beers and then moving to Italy. Totally. And then changing your whole life. I'm starting to get that there's a pattern here. And it's that some people have a midlife crisis and go buy a sports car. Other people yeah. have a midlife crisis and go be a Winter Olympian. Yeah. If, you, if you're from a, a Minnow Nation... I, I reckon sign up on the clipboard. I reckon and fucking do it. Gear the fuck up, yeah, and go become an Olympian. Because yeah, he effectively did all of these uh, press conferences, and he was like, "Yeah, I'm not by any stretch of the imagination an experienced skier, nor have I led a life of athletic pursuit. In fact, the absolute opposite." <laughs> so <laughs> this guy is the hero that uh, that these Olympics really deserved. Yeah, unfortunately, uh, they got they got Peter Taufer-Defua, who's an absolute legend as well, but. There's just there's so, so many of these Tongans that are in the periphery, yeah. just waiting to sort of to drop on Beijing 2022. And yeah. I, you heard it here first, Beijing 2022. I reckon there'll be half a dozen Tongans, yeah. and they'll all be stories like Peter Taffer. Yeah, I bet, I bet, big time. But Donut Spotlight, they are not even close to winning a medal. <laughs> no way, they're, they're decades away. Yeah. 100%. But they'll continue to be the absolute stories of the games and some of the biggest legends you can meet. Yeah, 100%. That, oh. Mate, that was that was a great one. But hey, yeah, we got some live breaking news, don't we? Yep. The uh, the Canadian ambassadors to Rigistan, Bill and Bonnie Bram, their daughter Bailey Bram. Bales. Uh, Bales. She was has just finished competing in the women's ice hockey gold medal match, mm-hmm. went into overtime against the United States, and the U.S., have just pipped through uh, in a shootout. Have they really? Yeah, they won. They won in a shootout. Wow, that is devastating. That's devastating because the Canadians were up two one, mm-hmm. and uh, and to walk away three two, they were heavy favourites. Yeah, there's not many events that you see United States as an underdog, but nah. they definitely were. Oh man, uh, that one. That one will sting. But, but at the same yeah. time. Silver medal. Bales didn't uh, didn't get picked for Sochi twenty fourteen, and she is an Olympic silver medalist. That is fucking awesome. Not too fucking shabby. No, nah, that is phenomenal. So we are we're gonna leave it there. Yeah, hundred percent. Talk to you tomorrow. Bye. <laughs>